0: Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride post-game show.
1: Watson takes the snap. Here comes pressure. And Frank Clark takes it down. Frank Clark. Clark the shirt. Jaws!
0: On the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Right on the corner pattern for Williams, and the pass is intercepted! The Honey Badger
0: got him! And did I say, Rivers hadn't thrown a pick yet? He has now! The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino, where it's at.
1: Holmes has time here, throws it long, he's got a man in the middle of the field, Watkins! 15, 10, 5, angling left, touchdown!
2: City.
0: Here's Jay Binkley.
3: Well, the Chiefs get the job done. Maybe not like we like it to be done. Looked like it was going to be a blowout for a while, but it wasn't. Welcome to the AP post-game show. I'm Jay Binkley with Kramer Sansone producing. We'll hear from editor in chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, and we'll hear from Josh Klingler, chief sideline reporter. During this, and we'll hear from you. 913-576-7610. This is our Silverstein Eye Center's phone line. Get to you guys in just a second. Plus, we'll hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and others in the locker room. But I got to start here. This was a game that Tyreek Hill had his best game. Absolutely exploded. 269 yards. Patrick Mahomes, incredible once again. You look at the last four games for Patrick Mahomes, 1,598 yards, 14 touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, 34 for 477 and two touchdowns. But Tyreek Hill, 37 for 582 and eight touchdowns. By the way, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, the top two leading receivers in the NFL as we sit right now. Unbelievable stuff from Patrick Mahomes. He's so good getting outside the pocket. Was hoping he'd get outside the pocket today, which he did. A little bit worried about that Tampa Bay pass rush. Number two in pressures in the NFL. But we saw several things today, including a great game from Patrick Mahomes. First player in NFL history with at least 30 completions and 300 passing yards in four straight games. Unbelievable stuff from him. He just continues and continues as the Chiefs win their ninth straight road game, which is impressive. Tyreek Hill, unbelievable the way they went downfield, 75 yards and then 44 yards. I really thought this game was going to be a blowout, and it should have been. I know a win is a win, but I'd like to see some perfection start to get racked up. The Chiefs defense was holding the Bucs down, but the last two drives of the game for the Buccaneers, they scored touchdowns. That was a problem. And also, but I will say this though, the defense did get back to back interceptions on two straight series and the Chiefs offense, not able to complete that, even though they racked up over 500 yards of total offense. So there is some blame to go around, but I will say this. That first drive where the Chiefs get down to the one-yard line, they decide to go for a field goal instead of a touchdown instead of going for it. Cost them four points there. The fumble Patrick Mahomes had at the 15-yard line when Shaq Barrett came around the corner, I felt they were destined to get a touchdown as well. That's seven points. That's 11 off the board. And then McCole Hardman dropped that pass, which would have put Patrick Mahomes over 500 yards. He would have scrambled for an 89-yard touchdown touchdown. And so 18 points is what I have the Chiefs could have been. Or you take uh, four of it off, give them three, give them 13 points. Regardless, this game should not have been as close as it was. 40-24 to probably the game this could have been. I felt there were some imperfections with this team. They've got to develop a pass rush. They just have to do it. Now, they manufactured one at one time when Tyron Matthew forced that interception that Bashad Breeland got. It was Tyron Matthew putting that pressure on Tom Brady. He sits in the pocket like a stone. I felt like there was times that he would go down. He's not like Derek Carr last week, which, by the way, speaking of Derek Carr, the Raiders got absolutely blasted today. So the Chiefs have a four-game lead with five remaining looking for their fifth straight AFC West title. But they've got to find a way to develop a pass rush. I mean, they got creative there with Tyron Matthew blitz, and I felt they could do it because Tom Brady coming in was 0 for 22 in his last 22 passes over 20 yards. Well, he changed it today. You've got a few downfield, the Gronk and Mike Evans. He was throwing the ball downfield. Tom Brady looked good, but he will if you don't put pressure on him. He will melt like butter under pressure. And I felt the Chiefs could really stick the dagger in Tom Brady today. He goes to two and two in his four meetings with Patrick Mahomes. As the Chiefs beat, I think the Bucs are one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah, they're a roller coaster. They're either up or down. But they did blast the Raiders by 25. They went on the road to Carolina, a team that the Chiefs had struggled with the following week and destroyed them in Carolina. There's weird things that happened, like the time the Bucs, the Saints beat them twice this year. And I felt like the Chiefs let them in this game. And they went in the fourth quarter with a 17-point lead. That game got way too close for comfort. But guess who? Patrick Mahomes scrambling. Third down, he scrambles. Excuse me, he hits Tyreek Hill for a first down, and they were able to salt the clock and kneel it down. Tampa Bay wasted their timeouts. I don't think it was great clock management by Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians, but I digress. And how about Mahomes sliding in bounds instead of going out of bounds to keep the clock going? That was important for the Chiefs. That's that football instinct that we talked about. And he was making some plays, trying, but on that one drive they had there in the fourth, you know, Fisher had a holding call. Alec had a holding call. Andrew Wiley had a holding call. They kept backing him up, backing him up, backing him up, Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill can't do everything. I'm shocked that Tyree Kill got the man-to-man coverage as much as he did today. But the Chiefs do win 27-24. to And we looked at this game. All right, They still have to play at the Saints. They have to play at the Bucs. These are tough games. You look at the schedule of the second half. There was going to be tough games. They got to go play the Dolphins in a couple weeks. And it's never easy going on the road and playing in Florida, but they've won nine straight games. Chiefs have one loss in, like, the last 386 days. That's one loss in the last 386 days. Chasing the Steelers. They're supposed to play the Ravens on Tuesday. We'll see. COVID becomes an issue between the Steelers and Ravens. We'll see how that bad boy goes. But the rest of the division lost. The Bucking, the Brown, the, the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. They had a practice squad receiver playing quarterback today. It was a disaster. And I felt like the NFL was kind of, you know, stick this is the Chiefs opponent next week. Vic Fangio wasn't happy after the game that the quarterbacks didn't follow their lead, even though he himself has not been wearing his mask this year. So you know, he's kind of – Potts calling the kettle black when he's calling out his quarterbacks for what happened. But the NFL has moved games around for him. But regardless, this division once again belongs to the Chiefs. And, you know, i got to like their chances of going to Miami. I have to like their chances going to New Orleans to play the Saints. I think that's the toughest game remaining on the schedule. And when the schedule came out, we looked at Baltimore, looked at Buffalo. Check, check. Nine straight road wins for the Kansas City Chiefs. Takes a mental discipline – To be able to win on the road. But they've got to find a way to get to the quarterback. They have to do that. It makes the secondary better. They can't continually hold their man. There was a situation the day. Where Amari Watts was in the game for some reason. And didn't help out Shavarius Ward on a deep pass. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Shouldn't happen. But the little errors. And Chris Jones. Got to get to the quarterback. Zero tackles today. He's got to get there. Frank Clark. Got to get to the quarterback. He had those two roughing the passers. That won't work. You got to hit Tom Brady, knock him down, make him feel it. Make it legal. I remember that playoff game with Alex Smith when they went to New England. Desmond Moses played two plays. But yet he got a $50,000 fine for hitting Tom Brady. They literally lowered to $230,000. But regardless, they get the win. I know it's a win, a win. But we have different expectations for this football team. Bruce Arians was talking all week about Tom Brady getting confused with coverage and and you would think Tom Brady couldn't play football anymore, but part of that's true. You know, Tom Brady was going into a new system with Gronk to Tampa Bay. Then you added in Antonio Brown. You don't have the synchronization that you did with the Chiefs with all the coaches coming back. And I'm glad Bruce Arians spoke on that because it is important to have all the coaches back and all the players back and start running it back. It's very important. But it's time to hear from you on the Silverstein Ice Center's so phone line.
0: Let's go no huddle.
1: At the 40, foot race 30, see you later. They fade route right side is intercepted, intercepted. Got it at the
0: 20-yard line. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. That's right, no
3: huddle brought to you by Evansville Distillery, Independence, Missouri. They try their rye whiskey. It is incredibly, incredibly smooth, Kramer. Put a couple uh, ice cubes down there, drink that rye whiskey, perfect. But you can give me a call right now, 913-576-7610, or hit up the Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line, 913-576-7610. Let's go to Dan and KCK. You're first up. Dan, what's up?
4: Hey, Bink, guys, he should have been a blowout. Yeah, the Chiefs left some points. But anyway, great game by Tyreek Hill. 269 yards, just missing Stephon Page, who had 309 yards on December 27, 1985, against the Chargers. Now, the two interceptions, one from Beulon, one by Matthew. That first uh, first one, the Chiefs had, boy, you right, Bink. M- McCauhan was right open. That would have been 34 to 10. He, oh, yeah, catch in the Buccaneers' defense. Just let uh, that defense slide, you know, this wide, wide open. And, uh, but anyway, great game by the defense, the defense is enough. And you're right, the, the pass rush has got to be there. I thought, I don't know what the problem is. I heard Tyron Matthew say, he, he wants to blitz more. And what do you think about that? So anyway, let's take care of the Broncos last, next Sunday night. Take care of yourself, Pink.
3: They were doing some some blitzing here online. Thanks for the call, Dan. That opened up some phone line for you, 913-576-7610. I was hoping that they'd put a little more pressure on Tom Brady. I really was. This guy's a stone in the pocket. Let's so put him away. I felt like Tom Brady got new life two years ago when they won the AFC West title game over the Chiefs with the Florida's offsides, remember that? It's like the Chiefs would have beaten the Rams in the Super Bowl. And we'd be talking about a three-peat now, perhaps, with the Kansas City Chiefs. But regardless, a win is a win. They'll play the Denver Broncos at home, and you have a bunch of quarterbacks that can't be happy with their head coach, Vic Fangio, in a way he's talking. Hell, he's going to get fired anyway. What's it matter? Let's go to Fred in Overland Park. What's up, Fred?
4: As you guys know about me, I look at the big picture which is playoff games against elite teams. Two important problems the Chiefs have is I think the team thinks that they're some sort of retro Oakland Raiders team. We're getting the dumbest pathetic fines and offsides here, hitting helmets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's, that's got to stop because against good teams, foul after foul, bringing back touchdowns, first downs, et cetera, is not going to make it. That has to be fixed. And you already mentioned the defense. Every top quarterback we have versed, including Brady, sat back there. He could have read a magazine. He could have had his hair cut. They need to, until we get a pass rusher, I mean, every play, pass rusher, they need to turn into Blitzburg or else it's not going to go good.
3: Well, they got to cut down their penalties. Good call, Fred, that opens up a phone line for you. Ten penalties for 82 yards. Got to cut down on those because you look at going into this game of penalties. The Chiefs were number eight in the NFL in penalty yards with 573. Fourth in penalties with 66 coming into the game. They did a mass, 543 yards, 417 for the Buccaneers. And really, the way they came back in that fourth quarter. Again, this game should have been not this close. I counted 18 points that probably should have been for the Chiefs. All right, let's get that fumble. Let's say they just kick a field goal there. That's 10, and then an extra four. Could have been 14 points. I felt like this game shouldn't have even been close. We shouldn't have even had to sweat at the end, but we did. But, again, the Chiefs have one loss in, like, the last 386 days. So, it is what it is. Let's go to Reggie in Anaheim. What's up, Reggie? Hey, what's going on, Bink? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. I like a win. A win's a win. But this one was a little bit different. I'm kind of in postseason mode a little bit. You know, it starts showing some things up. We'll see some progress from the defense. I haven't liked the way that the offense has kind of pushed around the defense the last two weeks. But they did get two interceptions.
5: Yeah, so I so I had uh three quick points. Uh my first quick point was uh I, I I'm a little concerned with the uh with the offense, not 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 necessarily production, but I feel like uh I, I need Pat to kinda take that ball down a couple of times to those running backs, especially when they're having a tough time in the run game, getting the run game going. You know, the, uh, uh, Bell or Hilaire, they didn't get a lot of touches in the run game. Obviously, Tampa's defensive front is very tough. So, uh, a few of those times where Patrick was holding the ball, waiting for stuff to open up downfield, the the running backs are open in the flats all day. It's like check it down a few times so they can, you know, they can touch the ball and they can get themselves into a rhythm if they're not going to get. Uh, if the offensive line can't create holes for them in the running game. Uh, you know, uh, they the, did outrush.
3: They did outrush the Buccaneers today, but the Buccaneers aren't a very good running football team. 26 in the NFL. And I remember a few weeks ago against the Saints, they only had five rushes. That's the fewest in the NFL beating the 1933 Chicago Cardinals. It was pathetic, but five out of the last six games, the Chiefs allowed 104 yards rushing or less.
5: Yeah. Um, and then my second point was obviously no need to beat a dead horse. Um you know, we haven't been able to get pressure on the quarterback even. Now, they did have one sack today, and they, and they might have had a couple pressures, um, which was better than what it was last week, but only because Tom Brady uh, has the mobility of, a, of an infant. But um, I, I feel like, you know, that that is a concern. Obviously, it's not for lack of effort. I, I see the guys trying. But if you can't get pressure on the quarterback, eventually – I mean, anybody that has all that time to sit back in the pocket, they're going to find an open guy downfield. So and we've seen I'm, bad I'm quarterbacks do it.
3: We've seen bad quarterbacks do it. We've seen Derek Carr do it. Again, the Raiders shouldn't even be close to the Chiefs. They got their ass blasted today by the Falcons, forty-three to six. Yeah, And, yeah, hey, yeah. and I remind Those people, And I remind people, this Raiders team was six and four last year. Then they then they went down the tank, lost four out of five going down the stretch. Bad start going yeah. to Atlanta and losing like that. Not good for yeah. not good for Vegas, excuse me.
5: They got 40 ball. But, yeah, that's all I wanted to say, man. I'll take right. uh, my thoughts off the air.
3: All right, thanks, Reg. Appreciate that. Opens up a line for you. Let's go to Nebraska and talk to Mason on the Stilverstein Ice Center phone lines. What's up, Mason?
6: Hey, what's up, Bink? Um, hey, what's up with Frank Clark, man? I mean, he's got these rushing and passer penalties this game, and it just feels like he's been invisible, like, all year, man. I mean, like... What's
3: up with Frank? He had one tackle. Chris Jones had none. And it was disappointing a little bit, to be honest with you. And especially the penalties. Like, if you're not going to be effective, don't give them free first downs. I'd like to see a little more production from Frank. But, again, some of these guys do show up in the postseason. It's like Sammy Watkins. I always want yards, yards, yards. But yet he gets just 100 yards a game in the postseason. We haven't seen a sack from Frank Clark. You have one sack. In the month of November, then you have to go all the way back to the fifth of October against New England when he had another sack. So, I'd like to see more production from Frank Clark and Chris Jones, no doubt about it. I mean, you're paying these guys a lot of money, and you expect. I mean, Chris Jones, that interior pass, which again, the way to get to Tom Brady is the pressure in the middle. That's what I was kind of hoping for the Chiefs today. They didn't have it. There was a few times there. There's, uh, there was a few times they did get the Brady, but the Chiefs only manufactured one sack today. But Brady's not sacked a bunch, to be honest with you. Tom Brady going into the game, uh, the Buccaneers have only given up 15 sacks. Chiefs have only given up 13 sacks in the season. So both these teams are pretty good because these quarterbacks, like Tom Brady's quick at getting rid of the football, and Patrick Mahomes is the best at getting out of the pocket. He's got, uh, he's got 15 more. He's got 15 touchdowns outside the pocket. Not only that, it's uh, seven more than any other quarterback.
7: Yeah, man, that's uh, that's all I got. But uh, yeah, Your man being cold. Thanks, uh, Mason. Calculator.
3: Take yeah. care now. It opens up a phone line for you, 913-576-7610. Let's go to Peanut and KCMO. What's up, Peanut?
7: Hey, what's up? What's up with you, fellas? How are you? I just, I'm all right, man. First, I just want to say that I, I see a lot of people get down on our defense, but I'm not down on our defense because we held under 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Oh, like you said, on that play where he scored over Ward, Watts, that should not have even been in the game. We don't know why he was in the game. He had over the top. I don't know why he was so much down, but that should Ward thought he had over the top coverage, So he was in good position. I just think going forward, they're going to get better on that back end and the pressure will come. Uh, I just think that they're doubling Chris Jones up that middle. And that's, that's, giving, that's giving him problems this year. But we going to get the pressure. Can't nobody see us,
3: man. We're winning it again, baby. Run it back. You know, let's run it back. Let's get some pressure. Let's do it. have to be creative. It's back to get creative. Keep in mind, he's a Tom Brady killer. He's the one that ruined that perfect season. The Patriots when he's defensive coordinator for the Giants. But I, I don't know what's going on there. Because Bruce Arians makes comments that it's kind of like, does he know he's talking to Tom Brady? And I think Tom Brady kind of took a personal one to go over the top a little bit. But, The Chiefs kind of allowed him to do it because they weren't putting pressure on the quarterback. Now, there's only one team that's perfect in the NFL, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see what happens. I mean, I I like their chances against the Ravens. Ravens have over 20 guys on the COVID list. Whether they play this game Tuesday or not, but Lamar Jackson won't be playing. I need Pittsburgh to start eating the L's. Like, Jameis Winston eats the W's. I need Pittsburgh to start taking some L's. want that one seed, that 56% chance to get to the Super Bowl. 58 teams. Since 1990, have had a bye and gone to the Super Bowl, including the last seven years in both conferences. It is important getting that first-round bye, and this year is even more important because just one team gets that bye. Let's go to Mike in South Kansas City. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. How are you?
7: All right. It's uh, watching this Green Bay game. What's up?
3: Third or 26-3 to three Green Bay, and they're going for a few more. Yeah, game. I know. It kinda, it's
7: kind of miserable. That's why I want to talk to you guys.
3: Well, I appreciate this because this is a terrible Sunday night game. And you know I what? Know, next it week, really is. Next hey, week, man, but I don't that... know. It
7: just it felt like a uh uh after halftime it just went out of the out of the
3: game plan. Well, and usually the Chiefs are that good second half team. I you know, this offense was it's hard to criticize more. Five hundred yards the, the game Mahomes had and Tyree Kill was insanity. Um, but uh but when they had the interceptions, they weren't able to capitalize on it and get points. It's about ten yeah. points, just a field goal, you name it. But these holding calls and these penalties kept bringing us back. We can't keep having Mahomes giving him third and 15 and say get a first down. Even though he's the best quarterback in the NFL, he's got the MVP oh, yeah. locked yeah. up. Yeah, there's no problem with that, yeah. But, hey, man, hey, hey we'll, we'll do our justice and we'll go from there. We got to got the Denver Broncos next Sunday night. Again, there's not a lot of great games in the NFL next week except for the Browns and Titans. That's actually a good one. Next week, we'll see what the NFL does, but Mahomes equals ratings. The Mahomes factor. Let's go to Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T?
8: Hey, now, Bing. Thanks for taking my call, man. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope they had a good one. But, uh, you, you too. Know, it sounds from the call to hell, it sounds like we lost. You know, get off the defense, you know. What about that ricochet from Brady to the to the manager for the honey? That was sweet. And also, you know, it's 17 nothing. We're driving down there. Pat Mahomes fumbles. You know, they recover. That could have been a 24
3: nothing instead of 17 That was a 14-point swing, uh, Big T. And also, when they were down to the one-yard line, when they decided on a field goal, I thought they could have left four points off the board. And I'll tell you why. Because the Chiefs are so good inside the red zone. That's their first uh, turnover inside the red zone. But they're so good with misdirections and the plays they run. And we also saw Travis Kelsey that missed Patrick yeah. Mahomes. That should have been a touchdown. Patrick, or Kelsey's got to throw that earlier. Yes. And, and then, two, know. he should have just lobbed it over his head. I mean, it should have been a touchdown to Mahomes.
8: Oh, yeah. We left some points on the board, so everybody don't freak out, you know. And also, you know, uh, I'm glad you brought up the punk-ass Raiders. You know, what did the Chiefs do? They went on on the road for a tough opponent against Brady, and they spanked him. What about Tyree Kill and Pat Mahomes? woo how about that electric light show? What did, the, what did the Raiders do? They went on a road to a lesser opponent and got their asses whacked. Raiders lost at home
3: by twenty five to these Buccaneers.
8: Yeah, do you all think the Chiefs were still in their head? Woohoo! They were. They're done. And you know what, Bink? What about uh, uh, old Coach Reed over there at the at the end of the game, everybody crying about the defense? We don't need a, a great defense. We had Pat Mahomes on that field. <coughs> Excuse me, watching. All the new, all the uh, Tampa Bay players with their heads hung low. They never got a chance to get back on that field to come back on and try to win that game. And how about them Kansas City Chiefs? Let's keep, let's keep rolling. Let's go in there and beat them Denver Broncos. We'll take care of Miami, and then we'll go down to the Big Easy. We're cooking jambalaya that night. Let's go, Kansas City Chiefs! Choo-choo, choo-choo,
3: choo-choo. Gotta love it. Gotta love the train coming out of Shawnee from Big T. But now it's time to go to the NFL desk and talk to our man, Dusty Likens. Dust man. Big, big. What's going on, Jay? What's up, dust man? A lot of action today in the NFL. The AFC West got
9: smoked. Uh, not much, mister. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, I've never seen a performance in where a fantasy impact happened in one quarter. Uh, the fact that Tyreek Hill had 200-plus yards in one quarter with seven receptions and two touchdowns. If you played against Tyreek Hill today, you're probably lost. Not a probably. You did lose. But, uh, you know, a lot of action today in the in the, in the the fantasy actual uh, world where you're a week away from playoffs starting or you're two weeks away. I mean, you look at guys like A.J. Brown, four for 98, two total touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, 13 for 269 and three touchdowns. The numbers were piling in for everyone. You look at Derrick Henry today, your guy out of Alabama. Like you always said, when the temperature gets cold, he starts to roll. He had 178 yards and three touchdowns. Derrick Henry's now back in Derrick Henry season. Justin Jefferson, a rookie out of LSU, still the same stud as every every week. Had another gigantic week when it comes to numbers in the game. Um, you look at Patty Mahomes, 462, three touchdowns. He had 359 yards and one half of football. Another team that's kind of fun to watch is the Arizona Cardinals. Kenyon Drake had two touchdowns today. I know a lot of people are on the fence because he's a handcuffed running back with Chase Edmonds, but 22 attempts for 78 yards and two touchdowns. A nice day for Kenyon Drake as well. Uh, Some worrisome news. Dalvin Cook left with an ankle injury. It didn't look good. Cal Ridley did end up coming back into a game after an ankle injury and catching a touchdown. Um, But Giannu Smith, something to worry about in Tennessee is he had zero receptions, zero yards, just a big goose egg. Oh, Beakley, your guy, Harrison Butker, two for two and three for three. Are people still concerned about the leg of Harrison Butker? I really hope not. He's a solid fix when it comes to uh, kicking the football in this type of year. And then our guy, Josh Berger, with a really good tweet saying he hates how his mind goes to the fact that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in football because Aaron Rodgers has still got it, man. Like, Aaron Rodgers is still throwing touchdowns out there, he's still having a good time out there playing football. And it is crazy because it does seem like Aaron Rodgers' reign should have been a little bit longer in the NFL. But we all know that three years were wasted standing behind your guy, Brett Favreau, as Aaron Rodgers tonight has 128 yards, three touchdowns in the first half, as that is an absolute blowout against the Chicago Bears. As your guy, Kramer, Jay Binkley, said, Tyler Bray will probably see some action before the game is over. (laughs) Great stuff, Dusty. But That's all I got for you, Jay Beekley. Hey, be nice to Kramer. His Raiders had a really tough day today in Atlanta. Big T was probably the horniest I've ever heard him ever on a postgame show. Just be nice to Mister Kramer because it's 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 a struggle bus today for the
3: Raiders. And and that's a good team. They just had a bad game today. <laughs> good job, Dusty. We'll check in with you in a little bit. The real question is, do you want the Rogers rate or the Patrick Price? I mean, that's that's the question of the hour. Give me the Patrick Price. Patrick Mahomes has taken over. Aaron Rodgers again, and he didn't lose this game. Mahomes is 20-4 and on the road. Did you hear that right? 20-4 and on the road. Chiefs won nine straight road games. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how good this guy is and how smart football IQ he is, sliding in bounds, just the smartest stuff. We saw Nick Chubb take the ball out of bounds with Cleveland earlier this year. They did end up wasting the clock down, but just just smart football, smart decision-making by Patrick Mahomes. Tony Romo couldn't say enough good things about Patrick Mahomes, and neither can I. But coming up next, we'll do the play of the game. You want to be listening to it because you want to call in the FESCO in the morning at 9.30 in the morning to name a player involved in a player a game for a $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with a chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese. Reese. That plus Josh Klingler
10: next.
0: This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. A
1: remarkable acrobatic scramble, and the kick is good! He
0: got it! A 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Mazarese Jewelry, in the business of forever.
1: And on first down here against a really good Tampa defense, he's throwing it long. Gunning it long, Tyree Kill! Oh! out it's the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Kansas City, Tyreek Hill, an explosive first quarter, 75-yard touchdown reception on a perfect
3: strike from Patrick Mahomes. That's our play of the game, Tyreek Hill right there. You got to pick a Tyreek Hill. He had three touchdowns, but that was 75 yards. And to me, it's kind of like, you know, you go in this game, Tom Brady was over for his last 22, throwing 20-plus 20 yards. It's kind of like, all right, here's the new goat. Here's the new guy in town. Here's the new sheriff, Patrick Mahomes. The previous longest, 54 yards for the Chiefs. That one, 75 yards. One play took 10 seconds off the clock, and boom, the Chiefs get right back there, didn't get that first touchdown, got that. So, say Tyreek Hill or Patrick Mahomes to 9.30 in the morning, the Fesco in the morning, name a player involved in the play of the game for a $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with a chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazaris. So make sure you do that and listen at 930 in the morning to Fesco in the morning. Speaking of Fesco in the morning, the co-host for that show and the chief sideline reporter is Josh Klingler. joins us right now on the Silverstein Eye Center's hotline. Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors. We go out to Josh Klingler. Now, Kling, good evening.
11: We love that home run ball, don't we? And you get a 75-yard home run ball. That's, uh, That's the way to get it. Get it going. Those two had uh, quite the uh, connection tonight. I know I was like frantically scurrying for all the uh, NFL and Chiefs records to see if Mahomes oh. and, and Tyreek Hill were going to kind of blast through those single game records. We didn't quite get there, but uh, certainly they were well on their way to getting to that.
3: No, they really did. It's just another week. another. I was a little bit surprised that uh, Tyreek Hill got that uh, single coverage at times. Because Patrick Mahomes even said after the game, if they do that, I'm gonna take advantage of it. Tyree kill felt a little disrespected, I think. They weren't uh, double covering him in certain situations. And the Chiefs took advantage. Hey, you're gonna give him you're gonna give him single coverage. Pat's gonna burn you deep, and he did for two hundred and sixty nine yards.
11: Did you catch his little subtle jab on that one too? when he was yes. asked about double coverage or a single coverage he says well I'm just a return yeah. specialist Yeah yeah and he's so deleting I'm used to getting single coverage I thought man yeah. you just keep having that chip on your shoulder man what a what a performance and yeah if you're going to single cover him good luck if you're going to throw zones out good luck if you're going to try to jam at the line of scrimmage seemingly good luck um you got to just try to find a way to to slow down this offense and uh, easier said than done, although they did a nice job getting after the quarterback in the second half. I really thought big, this game was going to be a boat race. I mean, the Chiefs uh, look like they Me had too. this game blown out in the, in the first half credit, the bucks for, for staying in it. And I guess it's one of those games where that is 60 minutes of, of football that you have to play uh, despite the fact that Chiefs played the first, you know, 15 minutes and look like that they were going to just house this team and run away.
3: I don't know how, what you kept. uh, I wrote down, I wrote down, they could have had 18 more points and I'll go through it with you here. The first drive, you know, they decided to go for the field goal instead of the touchdown when they're down to the one. Okay. That's a four point difference there between the touchdown and the field goal. Also, when they fumbled, Patrick Mahomes did their first red zone turnover at the 15 yard line. I felt they were cooking there and could have scored a touchdown. And that's a 14 point swing. That was a big moment in that football game. 14-point swings, a big swing. And then the McColl-Hardman drop. And I know Patrick Mahomes said I should have hit McColl-Hardman. He had the ball in his hands. It would have been an 89-yard touchdown. But I I counted 18 points off the scoreboard for the Chiefs. They could have had easily.
11: And then – Maybe even at the end of the end of the half. Now the Bucks did a great job of kind of tightening up in the red zone because the Chiefs kind of marched that ball down there and looked like they were poised to score seven. And they come up with you know three straight um, kind of hurries of Patrick Mahomes to then force the field goal at the end of the half. But yeah, I mean this, you're the
3: Bucks going in the locker room and you're like, wow, we're still in this game somehow, some way because it could have been a lot uglier. It really could have. The penalties still a problem. Ten penalties. Of course, there was that one drive where Fisher had a hold, Alec Reddy had a hold, Wiley had a hold. They've got to shore that up. You can't be I know Patrick Mahomes is great, third and 15, third and 20. That's fine. He's, he's even as even if you know as you see Patrick Mahomes, like he doesn't worry about that, it just gives you more space. But eventually they gotta stop that pushing Patrick Mahomes back and asking this guy every single week to win a game when it comes down to it.
11: Yeah, he was moving around a lot more tonight than he had been recently i thought you know that the chiefs had kind of shored that up a little bit after we, we seemingly were really concerned like his is home's being moved off his spot too much and I, I thought at times he he kind of jumped out again like we saw i thought um kind of early on in the season where maybe it wasn't the full trust in in what he was seeing up front and so uh those issues kind of came up again yeah the penalties have been I don't know. I mean, it, it seems that they've always kind of reared themselves a little bit, but not been ultimately costly because they've been a, you know, there's been that scenario over the last couple of years, right? Where we're kind of lamenting the penalties and they never really burn them. But yeah, you feel like at some point in time, it's, it's going to get you um, the, the, Penalties on that drive certainly were bad when the Chiefs really needed a score in that situation. And then the defensive penalties late, you can't be having uh, those either. So I know that it's something Andy Reid harps on quite a bit, um, but we kind of
3: need to see the the result of getting those corrected as well. They really need to start getting to the quarterback as well. Way too many clean jerseys for quarterbacks, not really making them pay. Derek Carr, I felt the two games against the Chiefs, sat back there kind of clean in the pocket and I felt Tom Brady, you know, kind of a sitting duck. You just get near him, and he will go down. He's not going to fight for it or scramble or get around. He's not going to do that. But Cam Newton had more rushing yards in the first game than he's had the last three in New England. He's not going to run, but they need to develop more of a pass rush, I feel, to get, to help alleviate some of that stress on the secondary.
11: Yeah, they had a sack, and they did have eight hits tonight. Um, and, and I thought some of their best hits – you know, Brady made plays on them too, so yeah. I mean I thought I thought they had a, a few instances in which they really got in his face and 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 you know he's able to kind of fight through them. So, uh, but does it need to be consistent? Yeah. Do I need to see more Chris Jones and Frank Clark? Still do. Yes. I think the uh, the defensive line I want to see be more uh, mean and nasty and disruptive. But they did get eight hits, which was much better than the one in the <laughs> in the uh, the previous game. And uh, but I thought yeah, strangely enough, I thought some of their best blitzes and. And uh, and hits on the quarterback were ones I, I remember a uh, Chris Godwin uh, completion where uh, there were there were two guys blitzing on Brady and I thought man they laid a lick on him he's floating back he's able to he's able to kind of get it over the top for a, for a Godwin completion so I thought it looked better um, in in that regard but they just didn't have the effect um, in total that they that they could have and I I still point to this defensive line bank that that's that's the the spot on this team that if they take that. That step and that consistency and, and be the disruptive force. Much like I thought the Bucs were in the second half. I mean, their defensive sure. line uh, kind of kind of took over there and, and shut down the, the the Chiefs offense in a good portion of that second half. I think the Chiefs had the ability to do it, need to see it on a more consistent basis, and this uh this team will then be really, really unbeatable.
3: I think Tom Brady looked good tonight. Uh, you know, the pressure's on the the Bucks have not lost two games straight. This, this season they're they're an up and down team, but it's still a good football team. This is a team that beat the Raiders by 25. It is a team that went on the road and beat the Panthers, but the chiefs have nine straight road wins and Patrick Mahomes now 20 and four on the road. You got to win games on the road and the chiefs are doing it, which I'm looking at the schedule second half in Tampa Bay. This is a good football team. I would say they're top, top three team in the NFC, to be honest with you, but Packers saints, I'd put the Bucks up there. I, this team could do some damage. They can get on a run in the postseason.
11: I don't feel that they will because I don't think they're going to go on the road and do that. Really? I think they're, I think they're a pretty good football team, but I think losing home field advantage or any type of it, I just don't see them going to, uh, Seattle and Green Bay and, and, and the Saints certainly have beat them twice. So I think, uh, I think that's the last we've seen this season of the Buccaneers, but, um, I think it's a, that's a solid team. It's just kind of how this one played out. If you told me it was going to be 27-24 in a one possession game, um, late in the game, I, ahead of it I probably would have said yeah okay I could see that happening um I just think the way that this one went down where I thought the Chiefs were completely in control this game at the beginning and then it had to come down to some execution and in a, in a late, in a late drive to kind of run out the clock was kind of the, the surprising portion of it. I don't know. I wish, I wish I felt better about this win today, uh, Bank, because there were a lot of big yeah, offensive numbers. And I look at just the offensive side of things and I think, man, this game should have been a blowout. And I think the first half should have been a blowout and shouldn't have been a game that it was, it was one possession late. Maybe I'll feel, maybe I'll sleep on it and feel a little bit differently. <laughs> I was wanting to
3: feel better about, about this one here tonight. Unbelievable. Mahomes, three hundred and fifty-nine yards passing. Uh 233, by the way, in the first quarter. Mitch Trubisky had three yards passing in the first quarter of Sunday night football. So Patrick Mahomes keeps getting the job done. How about Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, the two leading receivers in the NFL at this point? That's insane.
11: Yeah, that's an amazing uh a stat when you look at it and having those those two at the top of of things and and they may be battling to go one and two right maybe something that goes back and forth but certainly the terror they've been on over the last what four or five weeks uh, combined uh, the two of them have uh have made this this offense really really cook so it, again we, you come out of a game finding a different way to win you come out of a game saying oh there's a whole bunch of stuff to to get better at and then you look at the tally and they're 10 and 1 so yeah. i mean it's it feels like at times we're we're picking things for them to get better at but uh but you, the, these, the record is, you are who your record is, right? And they're 10-1, and one, and they deserve every bit of it. I still like the fact that there's room to grow, and I hope they hit the ceiling at some point, well, in the playoffs, not well, now.
3: One loss in, like, the last 386 days. It's, it's pretty good. But, Dorian O'Daniel sprained ankle, the only injury for the Chiefs. And you know what? Full full practice for all, everybody on the injury report this week. No, no way went in with questionable yeah, or that's doubtful. A, that's a great sign. It is a great sign.
11: That's a great sign this late in the season, right? Yeah. yeah. Hitting towards the stretch, heading towards December, that you may be about as healthy as you've been uh, this entire season. So that's certainly uh, a good sign that they're not taking any any lumps at this stage. And hopefully, uh, knock on wood, that's something that continues. But got everybody out there uh, in action. Good to see Sammy Watkins back. I think he adds another dimension to this offense as well. And you come out of another game pretty much unscathed in the injury department.
3: Well, a big day for you tomorrow on Festival in the morning, starting at 5.58. Don't forget, Derek Johnson joins you guys at 7.30. Then uh, two-thirds of the broadcast crew will be talking when Dayton Hughes joins you at 8.30 a.m. And, of course, Chiefs Kingdom tomorrow night with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtus. Thanks a lot, Kling. You bet, Bank. There you go, Josh Klingler right there in the Silverstein ICenter's Center's phone line. Let's go back to you. Let's go back to Neil in Lone Jack. What's up, Neil?
6: Hey, Jay. Good evening, man. Great win. I'm not uh, stressing about this win at all. Congratulations to, of course, Patrick goes without saying. I mean, just unbelievable first half. Second half would have been better, obviously, if uh, Hardman caught the ball and the offensive line didn't screw up on a couple of drives there. But congratulations to Tyreek. I mean, what an unbelievable game. Just so awesome I'm happy for you. And the secondary, I'd like to say congratulations to the secondary. Yeah, they gave up a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but two picks. That's improvement from what we've seen recently. Um, I was hoping that the pass rush would get better this week, and I thought they would. Um, I do have faith that as we go down, down the line and, and get into playoff games, I have, I have faith that the pass rush will show up. I have faith that the O-line will not screw up drives in the third and fourth quarter and keep us from scoring extra points, as you alluded to. Congratulations to Bucker. I'd like to say good job, Harrison, for, for getting all your extra points today. Hopefully, uh, that's in the rearview mirror at this point. And lastly, let's look at some of the Steelers' schedule. I feel like, honestly, I mean, obviously, we got past this game, which was, was a big road uh, hurdle for us early in the season. We all looked at this game. We're still looking at the Saints and the Dolphins. But I think those are the only two remaining games on the schedule that are, have any question mark at all, and I think we're going to win both of them. I really do, especially if Drew Brees is not back. We'll find a way to slow down Tyson Hicks. Um, Taysom Hill touchdown. I we'll Taysom fine there. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna slow him down. We're not gonna let him get three rushing touchdowns or anything like the stupid Broncos. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's go with the Steelers uh, uh, schedule here for a second, though. I, I like I said, I see us maybe at the most winning, losing one more game, but I don't see it happening. I think we're gonna have one loss, um, and you know this game Tuesday night. God willing, it actually happens, and I think this is the quintessential game where you say if the game is played. You say that's why they play the game. I think the Ravens find a way to knock them off. And let's not discount the Washington football team and Alex Smith. We've had quarterbacks in the past. Ryan Fitzpatrick gives a gift last year around Christmas time. And I'm looking for Alex Smith to give us a gift. and get Well, they have to the go deal
3: to deal Buffalo it. in primetime on Sunday night. They have to they play Indianapolis, no, no. and they have to play the Browns. The Browns have played, played some good football, and that game's in Cleveland. So there's still some chances for
6: some Ls. I say the Colts give us that Christmas present that we're looking for, Jay. We're going to get that for a seed,
3: baby. Let's hope. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Neil. I appreciate that. Appreciate the calls, 913-576-7610. Let's head inside that locker room now, and uh, let's hear some sounds of the game. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Let's hear from the Honey Badger who had his third interception today.
12: Hey, Tyron, we, d- we didn't get to talk to defensive players much after the Raiders game. And I'm just wondering how, um, how much improvement do you think you guys made from-, from last week to this week? And how did it, how did it show tonight?
2: Well, I think, you know, to begin, you know, I think the most important thing is just focusing on each other. You know, um, you know opponents are going to throw, you know, each and everything at us. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, we've been able to handle it. Other times we, we haven't. Uh, I think this week it was just all about trust. You know, trusting your teammates, trusting the guy next to you, trusting the communication, trusting the play call. Uh, and I thought, you know, for the most part of the game, um, I thought we was able to do that. I thought we were out there trusting each other, believing in the play call, and uh, I think that kind of showed tonight. You know, obviously, playing against Tom Brady, you know, he's going to make his plays. Uh, but I thought, at the end of the day, I thought we held up well, and uh, we forgot about last week. Uh, we moved on, um, and I thought it served us well.
10: Let's go next to Aaron Ladd, go ahead, Aaron.
9: Tyron, everybody got their opinion on, on what's different about Tom Brady now that he's in Tampa Bay.
5: What do you see on film, and what did you see today that's different than what he showed in New England?
2: Well, I think, you know, just playing against him in New England trying to prepare for him, um, you know, he was one of those guys that, you know, he he, he loved the quick rhythm, you know, passing game. Uh, he loved to use his running backs uh, in the passing game. I think now it was kind of different. You know, I think he's kind of looking for the receivers. He's looking for those deep balls. Um, but... Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he's Tom Brady. Um, you know, he, he's, he made a lot of great plays tonight. Um, and I thought he found a way to get his team back in the football game.
10: Let's go last three right down the line, starting with
13: Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete. Congrats, Tyron, on the, on the win. How important do you think it was for you guys to make sure that Tom felt pressured? And how did you feel you, you did with that? And then what did you see specifically on your interception?
2: I think that's just, you know, our, our identity. I think that's that's when we play the best. Um, I do think we're capable of dropping eight and, you know, playing, keeping everything in front of us. But I think at the end of the day, we're all about pressure. We're all about playing cover zero, trying to find a way to get, you know, our big guys in one-on-one matchups, trying to surprise the offense with, you know, uh, cornerbacks or safeties blitzing off the edge. And uh, I thought we were able to do that early on in the game um, and really get his attention early on
14: next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyron, uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on, and what there was a lot going on for you defensively tonight, between uh, a lot of three and outs early to a couple picks in the third quarter, and then a couple touchdown drives late. Just kind of wanted, in a general sense, how do you feel how you guys did
2: tonight? I felt like we played well. It's always tough to go on the road and you know, play against a quality team, not just any quality team. These guys got weapons all over the place. Hall of Fame is all over the place. Um, I thought we did a great job early on uh, just playing our style of football. Um, uh, you know, obviously, it's a few drives, you know, we want back. Kind of went to sleep on Gronkowski <laughs> a little bit tonight, uh, which, you know, he made the plays that, 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 that came to him. Um, but I'm just proud of my guys. I'm proud of the way we bounced back. I'm proud of the way we uh, really tuned out all the noise this week. You know, obviously coming off the Raiders game, you know, it was a lot of opinions about us. So I thought we just, you know, we, we, we forgot about that. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it was all about us, all about the team. Um, and then just getting back to playing the kind of ball we want to play aggressive, you know, trying our best to create turnovers. Let's
10: go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate.
15: I know in the past you mentioned that one of your favorite things to do on the field is blitz, to be a part of that pressure. Um, back there again today, similar to the first interception with uh, obviously Watson, just how much of that is necessary for you to get into a rhythm and how much of that was discussed between maybe you and Dave Merritt or Steve Spagnuolo about getting you in the backfield to some degree uh, moving forward.
2: Well, I've, I've never really been one of those players to kind of, you know, tell a coach what I want to do. I always do what my coaches ask me to do. Um, but obviously blitzing is something that I love to do If I could blitz on the first play of every game. I think I can get into a much quicker rhythm defensively, but you know, I'm not the play caller. Uh, I just, I believe in my coaches. I believe what they see. Um, and I think that's really the position you have to take, you know, um, uh, as a player, you know, you just have to trust that your coaches, you know, are seeing the right things. And for me, it's all about just playing a call that, you know, spags call. And, you know, for me, it's all about blitzing with my hair on fire and, I was joking with the guys if I was six one, you know, maybe that'd have been a forced fumble. But, you know, I'm five nine. I couldn't really get my arm to the ball. But, either way it goes, great play by Breland, um, and that's the kind of plays we want to make.
3: Tyron Matthew forced an interception and got an interception deflection. His third of the year, his 20th of his career for the Honey Badger, who got in there again because he just kind of takes what he wants. By the way. The playoffs, one seed is the Steelers, two is the Chiefs, third is the Titans, four is the Bills, five is the Browns, six is the Dolphins, seven is the Colts. Who did I mention? The Raiders, who sit in ninth position right now in the postseason. Everybody's All-Americans last week, and uh, certainly things changed for the Raiders this week who are completely out of it. Let's check in the NFL scores desk with our man, Dusty Likens. What's up, Dusty?
9: Oh, Jay Beakley just just can't stop hating on Raiders people, man. It's like they, what do they do, take your lunch money in week five?
3: Yes.
9: (laughs) Well, uh, somebody that's taking everybody's money is the game tonight between the Packers and the Bears. Now, Aaron Rodgers is having a pretty darn good game, but that's... That's basically it for anybody other than Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's not been, uh, it has not been swell for anybody else uh, other than those two in that game. Devontae Adams at halftime right now, it's uh, 27 to 10, uh, Green Bay over Chicago. Five receptions for Devontae Adams, 54 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, for those of you that just woke up or didn't hear anything about Tyree Kill today at 13 receptions, 269, three touchdowns, an absolute show. Uh, The funny thing is, is 203 of those yards came in the first quarter, more than any receiver has had in the entire season of football this year. Uh, Also, guys that are also big popular names, A.J. Brown, four receptions, 98 yards, two total touchdowns. Uh, You also saw Austin Eckler come back to football this year, Uh, had a solid game today for the for the for this uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Eckler, 14 rushes, 44 yards. He also had 11 receptions for 85 yards. So really showed his Christian McCaffrey type of skill set out there, which is hard to compare those two. Patrick Mahomes, 462, three touchdowns. He led uh, just like he normally does. Obviously, there were some Thanksgiving games that you already have heard about, which we don't really need to go over those again. Gibson, obviously, for Washington was the surprise uh, other than Will Fuller, those two guys had extremely huge games. DeAndre Hopkins, for those of you that were really troubled today, only had five for 55. Uh, Dalvin Cook was also injured in his game today against the Carolina Panthers. He uh, walked off with a little bit of a gingerly walk with an ankle injury. Mike Evans came back to life today against the Chiefs. Even though he only had three receptions, he made them count. 50 yards, two touchdowns, and Rob Grumkowski. Also had six receptions for 106. Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert continue to be a good connection. Keenan Allen, 4 for 40 with a touchdown. And um, for those of you that that didn't know this, uh, Justin Herbert threw the ball almost 60 times today. Not quite 60, but he did throw it. uh, 53, I believe, or 51 times today for the Chargers. But all in all, a big production day for fantasy numbers everywhere. For those of you that are riding the pine for that playoff final spot either next week or this week. Good luck. And remember, you've got all the way to Tuesday night. You have a Monday night football game tomorrow night, and then you have the game that is just kind of a mess. As it is Tuesday night, it's Steelers, it's Ravens, no Lamar Jackson, no J.K. Dobbins, uh, just a whole big mess of stuff going on. And and we'll see if they even play the game on schedule now for Tuesday night. But until then, uh, I hope everybody has a good rest of your weekend. Jay Beakley kramer i hope you all had great thanksgivings in this weird pandemic and you know guys we'll uh we'll link up here soon in the next couple days i know that binkley i'm sure i'll be with you on uh, tuesday night to talk some more uh chiefs football and get ready for the quarterback list denver broncos as that game was uh quite honestly interesting to watch this week so jay binkley kramer you all have a great rest of your weekend get some sleep you guys are the hardest working guys at 610 sports radio that's not even close
3: Thank you, Dustman. How about the Broncos? One completion a day for 13 yards. Obviously, they'll have their quarterback room, I think, back by the time they play the Chiefs next Sunday. But it's interesting. Coming up next, we'll talk to the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, plus touchdown Kansas City with Mitch Holtis' touchdown calls next.
0: This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show presented by 7th Street Casino. That's right. Welcome back. Jay Binkley, Kramer
3: Sansone, producing the operations. Chiefs injury report. Very clean sprained ankle for Dorian O'Daniel. Again, the Chiefs full participants at practice. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday was a clean injury report. No doubtfuls, questionables, you name it. That's the injury report Today, right now, let's go out to the Silverstein Eye Center's hotline, Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors. We go out to one Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com, our Chiefs insider. What's up, Pete? Think, what's going on, man? 27-24 win, nine straight road wins for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes home's now 20-4 on the road, but this was a game that got a little too close for comfort. I feel the Chiefs possibly left 18 points off the board, and this could have and should have been a blowout in my opinion.
13: Yeah, you know what? It it could have been. I, I think there were two key moments in the game. Early on, there was the sack fumble, and that could have been what was a 14-point swing, and then there also was, to me, um, the McColl-Hardman drop, and and that stuck out. And if you have those two plays, like the one that doesn't happen and the one that does, we might be looking at a Bucs-Saints situation. But I think just like when teams play the Chiefs, where they almost have to play mistake-free football, in a way you have to still play a little bit mistake-free against Tom, or he's going to be in it at the end of the game. The Chiefs were, I think, fortunate to have impacted him so much at the beginning of the game because by the time Brady was able to figure everything out, it just was too little, too late. I had
3: those plays, Pete, plus I had the field goal on the first possession when I felt like they should have had a touchdown there Because Travis Kelsey should have thrown that ball earlier, or if he's going to hold the ball that long, put some air underneath it because Mahomes was wide open in the end zone.
13: Yeah, the last time I saw Travis Kelsey put some air under it, it was in New Jersey into the hands of a a New York Giant. So I, (laughs) I, I know it wasn't as long of a pass. But, yeah, I wish he would have floated it to him because I think that would have certainly been one of these moments where we're talking about it on Sports Center, and it's the whole thing. And, and yeah, I, I think the Chiefs missed out on a golden opportunity there. Not only
3: that, we would have had a play call for the ages. Patrick Mahomes going in motion for the third straight week against the Panthers. He threw a touchdown pass. The week last week, right. it was Travis Kelsey getting a snap when Mahomes went in motion, and he underhanded it. The Pringle didn't score. This was Mahomes in motion to Hill, flip to Kelsey, and Kelsey didn't make the play. But you know what? I'll give him credit for trying it. But that could have been a touchdown right there. And again, I felt that that was a four-point swing right there, which would have given the Chiefs 18 points. But regardless, I felt like Tom Brady was trying to erase some of that doubt. He's one of those guys. He's kind of like Michael Jordan, you know, if you doubt him throwing downfield, which people were weeks 8 through 11. He was 0 for 19, throwing 20 yards or deeper. Uh, Three more to 22 if you go to the Raiders game before that. But he had struggled throwing the ball down the field, and the Bucks' offensive line doesn't give up very many sacks—only 15 on the season. I felt like he was out to prove something with the deep ball.
13: Yeah, it did seem that way, and I—I I thought it was notable that Tony Romo on the call was talking about all these hot reads with Rob Gronkowski, where you know they're shouting out something, and then all of a sudden he sees something where Gronk has a mismatch and is essentially saying Gronk, go here. And Gronk finished with six for 106 yards on the game and that's styling it as Romo kind of would mentioning back to the New England game. So I think that served as a safety net and he felt a little bit more comfortable having that safety net going downfield and trying a little bit of that stuff as well. I mean, he's got to use some of these receivers and just give them an opportunity at a certain point. I mean, you got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans on this team, and he had that big gain, that good gain. It was third and long where he was able to hit Godwin. He's got a lot of weapons, and I think Bruce Arians' point is just to use them. And I think there was a little bit of that edge in this game. Like I said, I I don't think Brady turned Brady on. Like you have that switch that gets flicked. I, I think it happened just a little too late. And it was not enough to get back in a game with the Chiefs. We've talked about it. If you're going to beat the Chiefs, you almost have to play 60 minutes of perfect football, similar to what the Chiefs had to do when Brady was on all those great New England Patriot teams. And and I think certainly the script has been flipped and and it just was too little too late for the Bucs.
3: Three bad things in this game. Obviously the penalties, 10 penalties in this game, too many. Lack of a pass rush, Um, that would certainly be an issue for the Kansas City Chiefs as well. The other issue was two turnovers, two straight turnovers by the defense getting interceptions but not able to capitalize on points after turnovers. So those three things there really stood out to me, but the pass rush especially.
13: Yeah, you know, I I would say more that the pass rush kind of died. I thought it was pretty good at the beginning of the game. Eight hits on Brady, Brady. though. They had eight hits. They They finished him. Yeah, they were able to impact him a little bit. I, I thought as a whole it's been better than previous weeks, but it still is certainly a concern. I think you want to see it consistently for 60 minutes. It seemed like there was a little bit more defensive fire this week, and I think that's something to build on. There were guys that stuck out to me, and obviously Matthew who had the interception and also helped force the interception, but also with Chris Jones barking a little bit. I I could sense from from the tweets and whatever. Maybe there was a little bit more fire. I think Alex Okafor was a good addition to the lineup. I thought Anthony Hitchens had a couple of big-time hits that kind of made him look like he was stepping up as a leader. I am concerned about the penalties, although we want to see Frank Clark getting to the quarterback. He can't be having those penalties late because that actually also helped Brady get back in the game. I didn't love the protection. Mahomes was hit a bunch of times in this game and that's not good and it makes me wonder would we see another shakeup along the offensive line I wonder if Daniel Kilgore maybe gets another opportunity I wonder how long it will be until the Chiefs hit the Wisniewski button. Stefan Wisniewski is yep. now on the practice squad and I also wonder how much more maybe we start to see Le'Veon Bell who is uh, one of the better pass protectors at running back in the league, if not the best. And and Clyde, you know, he's still a rookie. I don't I don't know if Clyde will never get there, but he's certainly not to the level of Bell. So I wonder if we see those changes. And certainly I thought it was a step in the right direction for the defense, but we do need to see more. Yeah, on Bell, a couple of those
3: series, you know, he's running the ball pretty effectively today for the Chiefs. Nice change of pace but really his blocking in the backfield. When Mahomes started taking a lot of hits, they did put Le'Veon back there, and he really picked up the pass protection for Patrick Mahomes. I thought that was big at times having Le'Veon back there because he's so smart at pass protection.
13: Yeah, and, and the opportunities he got to run, he ended up having five attempts for the 22 yards. I saw some tweets, and, and you know, Twitter is the ultimate sports bar where you break oh, yeah. down these games and whatever – And people were like, Bell lost some juice. And I I just wanted to caution people. Like, Bell would never had this tremendous amount of juice. His game was always being patient, patient, patient. And not to say that he runs in slow motion, but... He's fast enough, but what, what gets people is that he's able to find these holes, and then I think he turns on the Jets. So just because you're not seeing Bell rip off these runs that maybe you're used to, used to seeing from Clyde or Hill or DeAnthony Thomas or Hardman where they get going and all of a sudden they're zipping down the field, uh, Bell to me still has a lot left. And I would like to see some more of Bell in, in this in this uh, final stretch of the season, not only to keep Edwards Hilaire fresh, but I also think – he still has a lot left in the tank, so let's see him. Yeah, he really does, and we'll see what happens going forward.
3: But again, Pete, we talked about this, this schedule looking tough at the end of the year. It was going on the road and beating Brady, and this is a this is a Bucks team that hasn't lost two games in a row. I feel like Brady has something to prove. I I don't know understand Bruce Arians' comments about him sometimes, but again, they beat the Raiders twenty by uh, uh, forty to twenty five on the road. They beat the Carolina Panthers after coming in and beating uh, or. or playing Kansas city very close, but you know, I consider this a top three NFC team despite the losses.
13: Yeah. You know, there aren't a lot of contenders out there right now that I would say, I really feel badly about the chiefs and their chances, or they could give the chiefs a run for their money. I'm at the point where I really feel it's two teams and in the AFC, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Because how could you not say them? And then the new Orleans saints, and they seem like a complete team. And, You had these games, Jay, when we look at the schedule and the schedule is announced where you say, "Okay, those games are going to be Super Bowl measuring sticks. And I I look at the Baltimore game. I, I look at, of course, the Tampa Bay game today and then the New Orleans game. Of course, the AFC West games are important. You can't overlook anybody. The Chiefs lost to the Raiders, for goodness sakes. But these games really, I think, show you where you're at as far as in the league championship caliber team. And people forget that. I mean, Brady has a lot of weapons. Yes, it wasn't perfect today, but the fact that they're get they get they got the W, I think is important for this team. And again, not looking ahead because you have Denver. You have a really good Miami defense. You got to go back down to Miami and play them. The Chiefs are the better team in those games. I expect them to win. We'll get another measuring stick look on december 20th in new orleans and i think that's another team that could really give the chiefs a run for their money drew Brees is supposed to be back that game but let's see how they do and if you win that game that should give you confidence that you can beat anybody including the pittsburgh steelers who i mean you don't expect to be undefeated but at this point you never know how about the uh, how about the afc west today
3: chargers lose the raiders uh just get just get destroyed in Atlanta. This team's out. They're out of the playoffs now. You know, they're sitting here looking at the eighth seed, right? Or the ninth seed right now with seven teams in it. So they got themselves out of playoff contention already. This is a team six and four last year. They did lose four or five down the stretch. We'll see how the Raiders respond, but they got destroyed today in Atlanta. That's another team the Chiefs have on their schedule. And the Broncos completed one pass. Of course, we know the situation about elevating a practice squad player who was selling something between September and, And November, because I don't know what he was doing, he said sales. So I don't know, but he had one pass completion (laughs) of the day. None of their quarterbacks played for contact tracing. Uh, The NFL did hammer him a little bit by making him play today. But the bottom line is they did. But the Chiefs have a four-game lead with five games to go. The AFC West looks like it's theirs for the fifth straight year
13: impressive it's really impressive to to make the playoffs as much as the Chiefs do in the NFL and and when the Chiefs were struggling to win the Super Bowl and get over that hump back dating to the Alex days and even after the AFC title loss with Mahomes you try to remind people of that it's hard to make the playoffs in the league and and yes there's an additional team now but in all of Reed's arrow is six teams, and he only missed the playoffs once. That's super, super impressive. The Chiefs now are going to be competing for championships on an every-year basis. And then you're right. You look at the AFC playoff picture. I think you can count the Steelers in. Obviously, the Chiefs. You got the Titans and the Bills. And don't forget now, what makes it really interesting is the Browns are at 8-3. and three. The Browns, we wouldn't be sure of in previous years, but here they are. They should make the postseason. So you have two spots for some really, I think, quality football teams in the Dolphins, Colts, Ravens, Raiders, and Patriots. It's actually five teams for two spots. And the, the the margin is narrow. Like, the Raiders really couldn't afford to lose that game today if they want to be in the playoff picture. I wonder if now this is the... Uh, the, the game that quote unquote breaks the Raiders where the chiefs beat them. And then that was sort of the game they were building up to. And then you see them kind of fall to the wayside. Not because I don't think they're building a good program because there's just so many teams at the bottom of the AFC right now.
3: This way I said last week, I don't fear the Raiders. Hey, were people talking about fear in the Raiders. I, said, I don't. I'll play them three times. Well, let's get that going on. But let's talk about Tyree kill for a second. What kind of yeah. receiver this guy is becoming? I mean, and we've seen defenses play the Chiefs differently, but giving him single coverage—that's ridiculous. He kind of have a shot, you know. In the post game, we'll hear from Tyree Kill here in a few minutes. But he, you know, we're talking about—he's a return specialist. Like, but he was—he was unbelievable. To over 200 yards receiving in the first half. Uh, they were giving him single coverage. We haven't seen that a lot, even though he's put up huge numbers in the last three weeks or last four weeks. Tyree Kill has. 37 catches, 582 yards, and eight touchdowns the last four weeks. He is turning it up. Not only that, he's the NFL's leading receiver as we sit right now.
13: I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, you know, I I think in the absence of Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill's about the same size. He sort of has taken the place of Antonio Brown. And it's that 5'9 receiver who can have... All the qualities of a taller guy, and and it takes a good quarterback for that guy to excel because he's not tall, he's not necessarily a huge target, but he has the athleticism to make Patrick Mahomes look really good and the utmost confidence in Mahomes. They got a really good thing going. I mentioned on ArrowheadPride.com in an article I just posted. It, you know, a couple weeks ago I asked about the uptick in Travis Kelsey's game, and and Andy Reid had mentioned well Mm -hmm. with Watkins out of the lineup, of course these guys are going to have more production. Maybe he was wrong. Maybe with Watkins back in the lineup, these guys are just going to produce more because it is additional attention to another area of the football field and and the Chiefs are back to that I think offense especially sometimes and yes we we did see some stall outs in this game but I think they're working towards getting to that 18 version where they were just rolling over teams like I have this game against the Denver Broncos coming up next week and we're going to evaluate it and whatnot man the Chiefs should roll over the Denver Broncos I just think the offense is so good to this point the Broncos as we had mentioned, don't really have a ton to play for. They're out of sorts with this quarterback situation. Man, I think the Chiefs are going to roll them next week, and I think that's what we're we're gearing up toward. The Dolphins will be a good defensive test. That'll be another measuring stick, and then I'm excited about this Saints-Chiefs game.
3: Vic Fangio, after the game, said, quote, I was disappointed on several levels that our quarterbacks put us in that position, that our quarterbacks put the league in that position. We count on them to be the leaders of our team leaders of our offense and those guys made a mistake didn't Fangio get in trouble for not
13: wearing a mask earlier this season he did uh and and, and I know that that you like to go into to Drew Locke's dad's burger shop to get to get a cheeseburger I was there something. this Make weekend sure you're wearing a mask when you go in there I was Obviously, there this
3: weekend of course I do
13: you know the apple probably doesn't fall far from the tree so you got to be careful you know, I don't want you to get the coronavirus back.
3: you know what I wore one I wore one in there big Pete I, I called you big Pete I meant Pete. <laughs> you, know, you know, I like, I like your dad better though. You know that.
13: Yeah, I do. I do know that. And, and that's rude because I, I mean, I come on every show with you. We share a show together. If, yeah. if you like the Chiefs, we'll be talking about yeah. it on Wednesday. Yep. Arrowhead Pride. I'm of course on Fesco in the morning uh, on Tuesday. I do Cody and gold on Friday. The drive on Wednesday, all over 610 sports radio, but you. listen, I got a lot of work to do. I'm going to have to smell you later, man. <clears throat>
3: cut. Did you cut it or did they go out? No, it's out. What's he got to go do?
12: He's got to prep for Arrowhead Pride.
3: This well, he said he got his story out already. Yeah, because he's
12: good. He's good at his job. Big.
3: Do you have your story out already? You write a recap well, for SixTenSports.com.
12: It's in the it's in the inbox of the guy. That in puts the it inbox, out. All, right. all right.
3: Pete thinks he's important, man. I mean, he is important, but yeah, Pete's uh, Pete's getting a lot of TV time, a lot of TV time, and a lot of radio time, but. Uh, Let's hear for some more Chiefs. Why don't we do that? The sounds of the game brought to you by uh, Santa Fe Auto Sound. Car audio since 1967 for Santa Fe Auto Sound. I mentioned we'd hear from Tyreek Hill. Well, here's a man with 13 catches, 269 yards, and three touchdowns today. Tyreek, take it away.
9: Hey, career game for you. Congrats on the win. Just take us through your mindset
16: when uh, you're on the sideline making that phone call. (laughs) You know what? Um, I actually saw that uh, on NFL a few days back with the uh, whole Shannon Sharp thing. Uh, I believe there, uh, those guys were playing the Patriots and I thought it was like, seriously funniest thing I've ever heard, you know, and Shannon, he's, a, uh, he's from the South too, you know? So, you know, I was like, yeah, Hey, I got to show love to my guy, Shannon Sharp, you know, with the help is on the way. That was, that was hilarious. Most hilarious thing ever.
10: Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go Pete.
13: Hey Tyree, congrats on the win. Um, I have two things. Uh, first of all, Andy said something about you earning Pat's trust early on in the week each week. How much do you think that that's your intention when you started a practice week? It's like, let me make sure that Pat knows I'm gonna be open.
16: You know what? Uh, each and every week, you know, I try to go out, you know, and be, I mean, each and every week, I try to set the mindset of working hard for this team and, you know, giving my all, you know, cause I mean, that's just the way my mom raised me, you know? so. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm hurt, if I'm if I'm gimpy, limpy, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna go out and, and you know, try to get the trust of of the QB, you know? So it may be a few plays I may feel sorry for myself, but best believe, you know, I'm gonna come back, right back to the next play and give Pat 110, and he knows that, you know? So I'm gonna continue to do that and I'm gonna continue to like push the other guys to do it, you know? Cause they do it too. You know, it's not only me, it's McCole, it's Sammy, it's D-Rob, it's Kelsey, you know, those guys are also working hard in practice too, you know? And then secondly, you now and you may not know this, you narrow over
13: a thousand yards for the season. You lead the NFL in receiving yards. When I say something like that, what does that that mean to you in in the course of the season?
16: Uh, It feels good, you know, but I feel like there's still a lot of work for me to do. You know, um, I missed a I missed a few plays today, you know, that I could have made, you know, um, the one pat through to me on the wheel. I could have made that play, you know, so I'm always looking to get better. You know, a lot of people, you know, may text me. A lot of people may, you know, give me the glory, give me the shine, but I'm not about that. You know, um, uh, keep the guy I trained with in Nebraska. He always tell me, man, look, you got to be consistent in what you do. You know, those same people who were showing you love this week, if you make a bad play the next week, they're they going to hate you. You know, so I'm just trying to keep that mindset, you know, just working hard for this team and just, you know, just working hard for myself because I want to be I want to be the best receiver in the game. So I'm going to continue to work hard.
10: next to Sam McDowell. Good, Sam.
11: Hey, Tyreek, with, with the way you've been successful in the underneath stuff this year, with the way teams have defended you over the top. How much do you think that opens up things over the top? Because now you've shown yourself as such a complete receiver on the other stuff.
16: Uh, I don't know. Um, I just feel like teams just go out there and play for it. I I just feel like teams don't, don't just game plan for me. You know, I just, I don't, I don't look into all that. I just go out and play. So.
10: Next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam.
14: Hey, Tyreek, uh, was wondering
16: whether you were surprised to see so much single coverage, at least early in the game. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously I'm a return specialist, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to see a lot of single coverage, you know, throughout the whole game, you know, but um, today was fun. Today was great. You know, today was competitive for me. But um, Carlton Davis is definitely a good player. I've, I've, I've said that numerous of times. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've watched film of him throughout the whole season. He's been a baller. You know, so I was, I was, I was just real excited for the matchup. You know. <clears throat>
10: Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go, ahead, Nate.
15: Hey Tyreek, I'm just interested when you know that you're running a double route, a double move. Um, just one, how much does that excite you when you know where you are on the certain side of the field? And then what makes you so successful on those double routes?
16: I think the I think the thing that I think about most, like on the first deep touchdown, uh the out and up, I was thinking about how far of a run that I had. I was like, you know what? I feel like Pat is gonna throw this ball about seventy yards. So I'm gonna to have to really stretch out here. Like that's the only thing that I be thinking about. I don't, I don't think about nothing. I just be like, man, I'm really gonna be tired after this play, you know? Because if I don't catch it, G. Lou gonna leave. G. and Coach Reed and E. B. They are gonna be like, stay in, stay in, stay in. And then, and then if I do catch it, I gotta run full speed to the end zone. So I just be thinking about how tired I'm gonna be, you know.
10: Got time for one more, guys. We'll go last to Todd Lebo. Good to Lebo. Hey Tyreek, the big day obviously, and all
9: the touchdowns are fun, but maybe the biggest play might have been the one at the end to ice it. Yeah. Just take me through the, the thoughts that you guys all had in that little four minute offense to try to know that you didn't want Tampa to get the ball back,
10: and how important it was, and how big that play was.
16: Well, that's something that Eric uh, Beany Eric preaches each and every week. You know, um, we work situ we work situational football on Fridays. You know, so we were able to um, sneak that play in. Um, it's like a mini comeback from the inside. You know, with Sammy Rubin you know, um, my guy, you know, cause it was man-to-mans and I was able to win, you know? So, I mean, like I said, I, I make it out of glory. I make it out of shine, but Sammy really made that play happen. You know, he made my guy loop over the top and I was just able to come back for the comeback. Pat threw an amazing throw. And I caught it. So got the first game over. It's
0: time for touchdown Kansas City. Floating a pass, Kelsey near side, over the shoulder, makes the
1: catch in traffic. Mahomes faking a handoff, throwing long, coming near side, Tyree Carroll! Yard corner pattern to the near
0: side. Slant pattern intercepted at the 40-35. Coming to the near side, it's one, Thornhill. Hill, 10-5. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs kingdom, Mitch Holtis.
1: Touchdown, Kansas City.
3: That's right. Touchdown, Kansas City by Mitch Holtis, brought to you by Olathe, Ford Lincoln. Here's one for you. Mitch Holtis is now called a victory against every single team in the National Football League needed one against the Bucs, and he got it. Today, Mitch is now called a win against every team. But the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, that 19-yard field goal, that first drive, eight plays, 74 uh, yards, 246 off the clock. This was a drive that the Chiefs let one go, and I believe they should have been up 7 to nothing instead of take the three points by Harrison Butker. There was a nice play. Once again, the third straight week, Patrick Mahomes goes in motion. Gets the snap, flips to Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill flips to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey does not complete the pass to Patrick Mahomes. He could have thrown it early there. Didn't want to take a chance at the pick, but he waited. But he still could have lobbed it over, and Patrick Mahomes could have had a touchdown. if he had a touchdown receiving. But the first touchdown of the game came on the Chiefs' next possession. 6.49 left in the first quarter. It was their longest pass play of the season.
1: And on first down here against a really good Tampa defense, he's throwing it long. Gunning it long, Tyreek Hill, hauls it in at the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Kansas City, Tyreek Hill, an explosive
3: first quarter, 75-yard touchdown reception on a perfect strike from Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill is becoming an absolute beast. This took one play, 10 seconds, 75 yards, on the completion 54 yards was their longest completion before that one Tyree kill ended up with three touchdowns this game keep this in mind he's had 37 catches 582 yards and eight touchdowns in the last four weeks he's now the only receiver in the NFL over a thousand yards impressive for the Kansas City Chiefs this put the Chiefs up 10 to nothing but the Chiefs weren't done in the first quarter neither was Tyree kill three ultimate left side Kelsey single to the right. Mahomes throwing to
1: that. Tyreek Hill over the shoulder. 15-yard line. Cuts it back inside. Five. He backflips into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. 44-yard touchdown reception. And Tyreek Hill
3: is close to 200 yards receiving in the first quarter. This, this possession moved with alacrity as well. Seven plays, 90 yards, taking 350 off the clock. This put the Chiefs up 17 to nothing. And Tyreek Hill was fantastic. Again, this could have even been more, four points more, had they got a touchdown at first drive and not settled for the field goal. But Tyreek Hill is an absolute beast at this point. Again, like I just said, he's the leading receiver in the NFL. Travis Kelsey, by the way, is number two. That's the first quarter. Ended up 17 to nothing before Tampa Bay got on the board. And keep in mind, he was set up because Patrick Mahomes fumbled the ball at the Tampa Bay 15, the Chiefs' first turnover inside the red zone this year. Tampa gets the ball back and does this.
1: Fake handoff to Ronald Jones, the second. Now they throw to him in the flat. He's up the sideline, 20-yard line, 15-yard line. Stays inbounds and into the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That looked like the Patriots of 18 and 19. The play fake to the back, the throw
3: to the back. It's a 37-yard touchdown, and the Buccaneers are on the board. Ronald Jones looked like Nick Melinda on the tight wire on that. Staying in bounds. Unbelievable, but a 37-yard pass from Tom Brady, old friend Ryan Suckup, Mr. Former Irrelevant, uh with the extra points. But seven plays, 86 yards, taking 409 off the clock. And this could this is a 14-point swing. Chiefs, if they score a touchdown there, but instead the Bucs get the fumble and drive down. So all of a sudden, after a Harrison Butker 29-yard field goal with 14 seconds left in the second quarter, that put us at halftime 20-7. Now, Ryan Suckup would start the scoring in the second half. 11:04 4 in the third quarter, 8-play, 67-yard drive, taking 3.56 off the clock. Suckup hits a 26-yard field goal, and all of a sudden, the game is 20-10. to But guess what? The Chiefs would extend their lead. Second and four for the Chiefs. Mahomes, snap at his belt. Works the
1: right boundary. Tyreek Hill over the shoulder. Touchdown, Kansas City. And continues Carlton Davis's nightmare day. And the wonderful game for Tyreek Hill. A 20-yard reception. Perfectly thrown football over the shoulder of the Cheetah, who's putting on a clinic in front of a national
3: audience. It was with seven minutes left in the third quarter tyree kilcott touchdown passes of 75 yards 44 yards this one 20 yards matter of fact his second touchdown earlier he did a backflip in the end zone as he scored and of course he did the peace sign on his first touchdown of the game but seven plays 75 yards taking 404 off the clock and then that's the only score the chiefs would have in the third quarter the fourth quarter belonged to the tampa bay buccaneers that made the score 27 to 10 as the chiefs had that lead going into the fourth quarter, but Tampa wasn't done.
1: They have fourth down here and three at the Kansas City 31. Chiefs by 17, 12.50 to go in the game. Godwin comes in motion, trying to look over the middle and route. Now Brady will throw it long, deep. He's got Mike Evans for a touchdown at the right boundary. That time, Ward could not keep leverage. A 31-yard touchdown pass
3: from Tom Brady to Mike Evans, and the Buccaneers are back in it. They're back in at 27 17. That was an eight play, 75 yard drive, taking 229 off the clock, bringing this to just a 10 point game. Chavreus Ward was on the coverage. Could've been double coverage. Should've got some help there from Ronnie Watts. Not sure why he didn't that help or the protection, but again, Tom Brady, you think what can he do at the end of the game? Now again, this was at 1244 left in the fourth quarter, eight play 75 yards, but Tom Brady's had two chances at the end of the game. One in Chicago, where they lost because he forgot what the was. And then last week, I'm in mean, at football against the Rams. He threw an interception towards the end. Again, we saw a good Tom Brady here because the last two possessions that they had, they, they scored. But that made the score 27-17. And again, this game was 27-10 going into the fourth quarter. Here's the final score of the game by the Bucks.
1: Brady standing tall in the pocket. Open, near side, touchdown, Mike Evans for the Buccaneers on an out pattern, but a flag thrown on the
3: play. 27 to 24, that made the game just a three point lead. It would be up to Patrick Mahomes doing some creative running, picking up a first down, sliding, staying in bounds, keeping that clock moving. Then on third and seven, hitting Tyreek Hill for eight yards. And that would be the final 27 to 24, Kansas City Chiefs. As you heard the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, that's brought to you by Olathe Ford. Lincoln. We need to take a timeout. We need to hear from the head coach, Andy Reid himself, and the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and you if you still have some comments about this Chiefs win. 913-576-7610 is the Silverstein Ice Center phone line. See you in a second.
0: This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Welcome back
3: in. I'm J Jay Binkley with Kramer Sansone producing. Chiefs get the win 27 to 24, their ninth straight road win. This team's been unbelievable. Just one loss in the last 387 days. Incredible what they've done. And Patrick is 20-4 now on the road. That's what the Chiefs are doing: 27 to 24 today. Uh, a little too close for comfort there at the end, but they get the win over some Hall of Famers. That, that, that team is loaded though. With Brady and Godwin and Garkowski and Mike Evans and now Antonio Brown. It's ridiculous, but they do get the win. Before we hear from Big Red, let's go back after the the Silverstein Ice Center's phone line, 913-576-7610. What's up, Neil? Jay? Yes.
6: Hey, bud. Yeah, hey, thanks for letting me back on. Listen, there's a couple more things I wanted to touch on. First of all, I want to say welcome back and congratulations to Sammy, too. Sammy didn't have... A huge game but I, I don't I think it's understated and, and um, Pete touched on it and I want to give it a second thought here I don't think Sammy gets enough credit for this game I don't think Tyreek has nearly as much success in that first quarter if Sammy Watkins isn't there taking some of the attention away from him so I want to shout out Sammy great game and I agree with Pete I think the offense from here with Sammy if he stays healthy he's just gonna keep rolling and we're gonna be the best offense in the league better than Pittsburgh et cetera. Um, High-scoring team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, We talked about the offensive line and how they kind of screwed up a little bit in the third quarter uh, with penalties. Um, But I want to give credit to the offensive line for that last drive. I don't think that's been talked about enough yet. That last drive to kill the clock, not only was Patrick amazing and Tyreek was amazing, but I don't think we had any penalties on that drive, no holding penalties by the offensive line to kill that clock that was huge, because if we didn't do that and we did give the ball back to Tom, I think Tom gets at least a field goal to tie the game. Lastly, and I'll let you go, Jay, um, the holding penalty in the third quarter, I don't remember who it was on, but we were still, we still had a 17-point lead at that point. Oh, that was a and garbage Clyde, call. Yeah, and I think Clyde got the first down on that. There play. was two holding calls that were absolute garbage. Clyde got the first down on that play, and I was kind of surprised that Andy didn't review it. Now, of course, it was third down and it was declined because we didn't get the first down, can't do it on but penalties. My question is, my question is, even with the penalty, could we have reviewed? Could could Andy have challenged that? No, not penalties. It was challenged, and and Clyde did in fact get the first down. Yeah, I just answered it you. have just gone back to a third and seventeen, I think, right or yeah, whatever yeah, it
3: was. They can't challenge penalties, Neil. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Let's go back inside that locker room. Sounds of the game brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's a very happy Andy Reid after the game.
17: Okay. So as far as the injuries, really it's historian Daniel has a uh, ankle sprain and um, we'll just see how he does uh, by tomorrow. Um, all in all, I thought it was a good game. Uh, we, yeah, That's a good football team. And uh, Bruce has got, and um, they, uh, you know, ton of talent, and they've got Tom Brady. So, I mean, that's, it says it all when you, when you look at that. But I, I was proud of our guys for stepping up, in particular after an emotional game like uh, the Raider game. Uh, you got to be able to do these things. And I thought that was a step forward by our guys. I mean, I can go through and critique it, but what uh, we, you know, there's some, obviously, there's some things we can get better at, but um, it was a heck of a of a performance, I thought, by by our guys. Anyways, well, that have time. Yours.
10: Let's go first to Sam Ellinger. Go ahead, Sam.
17: Hey, uh, Andy, I wanted to ask you about uh, a
11: couple of situational decisions that you had, uh, the fourth and goal early in the game in the first quarter and then throwing it late uh, when you could have just burned clock. I mean, at least superficially, right, like one of those is aggressive, one is conservative. I'm just – Wondering if you could let us in on your thinking a little bit. How much of that is, you know, Mike Frazier and those numbers and how much is just gut and, and, and what you're seeing from the game?
17: Yeah, so that one, I just felt like I, I wanted points coming out of that. And, you know, I I know they're tough in the red zone. And I just, you know, I, points were important there, especially early. And, um, and then the last one was I've learned a long time ago, you don't give Tom Brady another shot. So that, that's why he's the GOAT, right? So, um, don't give them the ball back. And uh, that was the mindset there. And So we got Pat on the move, and um, we sealed the edge. Did a nice shot there. And then man coverage with Tyreek and Sam, and they, they beat it up there, so they did a nice shot.
10: Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate.
15: Andy, I'm just wondering, from the end of last year, right, when you do the player exit interviews, what was that conversation like with Tyreek on where you thought he could get better and how much of that was on display today, given his historic performance?
17: Well, yeah, yeah, you just said it. So, I mean, it's hard to criticize history. So um, when it's positive and he, he sure did a nice job today and, um, you know, to where they, they doubled them. They doubled both he and Kels at times, uh, both of them being doubled in the same play. So um, listen, that that's a, it's a tribute to him and the hard work that he's put in and, Um, and just becoming a better, a better overall receiver. So he was already good. And then he's taken to that next level. And, you know, he's still got season left here. That he's got to keep rolling and and getting more opportunities to even be better than he was tonight. But um, he sure did a nice job. And it was good to get Sammy back through, you know, this game. It was, uh, I thought that was important for us as, as we, as we rolled and, um, keep
10: all those guys healthy. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, sorry. I Adam put his hand down here. Let's go to Dave Scretta.
2: Andy,
6: you talked about, um, obviously, some of the things that they need to get better at, and one of them, I'm sure, is penalties. It's 10 in two straight weeks. I know you can say, we have to get better, but how do you do that? How do you get better in that area?
17: Well, you know, it was later in the game, so is it because you're trying to make a play? You're grabbing a little cloth on the offensive line. I mean, those were big plays that we took back off um, and it went backwards on. So, uh, do, do we need to move our feet more? Do we? You know, whatever, whatever it might be, we'll go through and analyze those, and make sure that we, uh, the guys, learn from them and get better. I don't think it's an effort problem at all. I mean, it's probably too much of an effort, and um, and so uh, you can when when you need to bad guys down to on that, then that's, that's a good thing. And then I think, you know, uh, with 55 um, hitting the quarterback there, I, I'm glad he was getting there and uh, you know, I, I question, well, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how uh, the first one sure didn't look uh, like it wasn't, but a scrape. And so um, yeah, I'm just glad he's working like crazy to get home and get to the quarterback and we'll, we'll clean up the other part
10: connects to adam teicher Good, adam
14: hey andy um regarding tyreek's big day um was it just a case of you guys finding a matchup you really liked there that one-on-one matchup or was uh, there more that went into that tonight
17: well i mean we feel like he's a pretty good matchup uh anywhere i mean with anybody so he's you know he's strong and quick and fast and he can catch so the quarterback trusts him uh, now I'm not going to tell you they, they they were banged up a little bit at the corner position, so um, I'm, I'm not sure that helped uh, uh, Bruce at all. But I mean, it's a, listen, I'm, I I would put him against anybody. I mean, he's he's been doing this all year. So.
10: Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Good Pete.
13: Hey coach, congratulations on the win with Tyree Kill. Um, How have you seen day-to-day maybe the dissatisfaction of just being first a running back, then a returner, now a receiver, pay off to being able to have a day like this where he's beating coverage, high-pointing, so on and so forth, and really become this receiver in the NFL?
17: I see how hard he works, so I'm I'm very excited uh, for him uh, learning the position. So that goes from how do you handle your body – Um, for a long season, try to limit uh, the injuries, the little small injuries or or be able to fight through the smaller ones. And, um, you know, and then uh, how do you you get your quarterback the trust early in the week uh, to know that you're going to be there for him? And and so there's a certain mentality that goes with that, and it takes a tremendous amount of toughness to do that. I think really that's probably where he's gotten – he's gotten better at just um, not that he wasn't always tough. I'm not saying that, but it's a long season and this kid runs miles. He's like a midfielder in soccer. I mean, he's running all over the place and we have him in a lot of different spots, you know, and that can wear on you. And, And he, he's just stayed strong in that area. And I mean, when he goes out to practice, he goes out with a purpose and good things, you know, good things are happening for him
10: We'll go right down the list with our final three, Aaron, Matt, and Blair. Go ahead, Aaron.
8: Coach, I have a feeling Travis is
10: going to be asking you for
17: another shot at, uh, at the end zone there. It seemed like he couldn't connect with, with yeah, that. that will come son, up. son of a gun. That died in. That's why they moved a tight end at Cincinnati. Son of a gun. Yeah, now listen, that that was uh, – we probably should have scored there. 24 did a nice job on that play, though. I mean, yeah. Anyways, yeah, we'll get the next one
10: next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead,
13: Matt. Hey, coach, you know, you, on your six of your first seven drives, you, you know, you're in the red zone, in the scoring zone, you know, the fumble being really the only, you know, breakdown there. Is there, you know, a grading on a curve that you have to, you know, tell with yourself that, you know, you walk of this game and the offense is that efficient, but then, you know, you go three drives without a touchdown and, and all of a sudden fans and maybe outsiders are like, oh, well, there's problems. But yet at the same time, this this team seems to be getting it done when it needs to.
17: Yeah, well, listen, you're playing against a good football team with good players. I mean, the NFL, the parity in this league is ridiculous right now. So, you know, every week you got to be ready to go, and uh, some some drives aren't going to be an absolute score. We're going to try to score on every drive, but it doesn't always happen that way. Um, so you, you figure out that's why we coach, and – and we go back and we study the tape and say, well, you know, how can we do it better the next time? What do we need to do to fix whatever problems there are and, and get better? And then we ask the players to do the same thing. And, and, but heck, yeah, we want to score every – you're right. We want to score every drive. It just sometimes that other team plays pretty good on, on those drives.
10: We'll go last to Blair Kirchhoff. Good, Blair.
12: Hey Andy, he just want to get a word on the defense. They hit some three and outs early, had the two interceptions in the third quarter, and – uh, just seemed like they uh, they
13: were motivated this week.
17: I thought the, I thought the defense did a great job the second half. Man, just putting it down the two picks and or two turnovers and, and an opportunity for us to uh, offensively take over and go. And the offense we weren't able to get that thing going. But we keep playing like that on defense uh, being opportunistic, um, pressuring the quarterback, moving his feet. You don't have to hit him all the way, but you can get him moving in the pocket, and that that can be. I can be just as effective as a, you know, as a sack. So, um, and that's what we did. I and mean, that's a great player. And they've got a good offensive line and, and good receivers. I mean, that skill group that they have is ridiculous. So, um, you know, for our defense to, uh, for us to do what we did there, I thought was, was big.
3: There you go. Coach Andy Reid, Big Red. How good have the Chiefs been? Well, they've won nine consecutive road games dating back to November 18th, 2019. That was the Mexico City game with the Chargers, tying for the longest streak of road wins in franchise history. How else good have been the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes continues to climb the record books. And not only that, these winning streaks the Chiefs are doing. I mean, it's unbelievable what they're doing as far as these these winning streaks are going to go on. And nine straight on the road, that is just simply ridiculous by the Kansas City Chiefs. They keep doing it each and every week. Let's go to James. In New Jersey. What's up, James? Hey Bink, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you uh, doing?
7: Well, almost as good as the Chiefs winning winning all these games. And I go back to Len Dawson in the AFL and to watch Patrick Mahomes. It's like I'm Reborn here with, with Chiefs football. And he's such a joy to watch. Um, I'm gonna mention two so many things have been mentioned tonight. I want to mention two things. I was disappointed in the punter. He had two. Punch from midfield. When well, he put it out around the 25, 30-yard line out of bounds, and he just can't do that. Um, the last drive that Brady got a touchdown, 45 yards. I, I, I count him for 15 and then the 30 yards that Clark gave on penalties. And as far as the pass rush, I mean, Brett Veach did a great job keeping a lot of the players. He lost Fuller to Washington. But the bigger guy, I wish they never lost was Ogba, Emmanuel Ogba to the Dolphins. He's got eight sacks this year, and I think that's the biggest reason. They do not have that third rusher, and that's why they're getting the double teams on Jones and Clark's not getting in there, uh, they just have nobody to fill that role, and it's going to be very hard for them to uh, improve on that pass
3: rush. I think Taco Charlton was doing a good job until he got hurt. Yeah, and he breaks his leg.
7: He, he that happens. And I agree.
3: You can't have everybody I come that. back. It's I would have liked – I like Ogma too. I really do because just oh, the I passes know. defended that he has. I like him, too, but you can't have everything. You know what?
7: right. Yeah. I'm not blaming Brett Veach. He's done a phenomenal job. if it wasn't for him, he might not have Patrick Mahomes. But the point of the matter is, you know, those are the breaks. I think Dolphins gained $7 million a year for two years. Chiefs will see him in two weeks, but the Chiefs will still win him. So – <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And you can just say, you just said it. Yeah, I always said the best pass defense the pass rush. Just, just ask the Raiders today. Maybe the Chiefs can get the film on that game and see what the Falcons did. I think Waller had two catches for ten yards, and Brady had three fumbles and three. And Brady, um, what do you call it? the quarterback for the Raiders had three fumbles and three interceptions, and he was harassed. That—that's how the Chiefs always beat the Raiders. That's the difference. The biggest difference of the Raiders and the Chiefs is. The Raiders' offensive line dominates the Chiefs. They can't touch the quarterback. That's the biggest reason the Raiders are where they're at uh, yeah. until today.
3: I can't figure it out. The Falcons could be a tough draw too. Ray Morse done a good job with the Falcons. Of course, they blew a couple leads earlier, but they took care of the Raiders today. And that's a, you know it's a team on the schedule. And again, with this league, you never know what could happen. Ask the Rams today against the 49ers. You just never know in this league. That's why it's incredible. Chiefs have one loss. In the last 387 days, let's go back and check out sounds of the game brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sounds, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes.
14: Hey, Patrick. um, Tyreek's big game today. Just a a question of uh, you guys taking advantage of a matchup that you like there, or is there more to it than that? And Brad, I'll have one quick follow up as well.
12: Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily a matchup, um, but it was, that it was man coverage with no one over the top. And so uh, we don't get that a lot, uh, especially with that guy and his ability. And uh, whenever we do, we try to take advantage of it.
14: Okay, and uh, you've thrown a lot of touchdown passes. Obviously, you've scored a few yourself. You almost caught one today. How disappointed are you? You didn't get your first uh, TD catch. And uh, what was the name of that play, by the way?
12: My ah, God, man. Uh, well, me and me, me and Travis made it up first off, and uh, we 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 called it Black Pearl because we're bringing it to the the Bucks and the Pirates, of the Caribbean, and everything like that. And I talked him into it. Coach Reed f- for sure told him if he can run it, run it first. But I just kind of talked to him on the side and was like, "If I'm open, man, just throw it to me." So I gave. I think that little hesitation that he had was just because I had talked to him too much about it.
10: Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate.
15: Uh, Patrick, when you look at, obviously, the pre-snap and what, like you mentioned, just getting that single high safety, just how much does it still surprise you when you know 10's out there? And my second part of this is how much, you know, Tyreek mentioned Sammy today as being a part of his success. Um, Just how much was that a part of the offense really clicking in the first half having Sammy back?
12: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Sammy being able to work the middle of the field, even when he was, he's not getting the ball. He's getting other guys open. Um, and then as well as at the beginning of that game, they were, instead of that safety going over the top of Tyreek, they were going over the top of Travis. And, uh, I mean, that's just the problem that defenses have when they go against us. We have so many good weapons. It's hard to try to take away one guy when we can go to the other guys. And so uh, this week it was Tyreek's week, but uh, I'm sure other guys will make big plays uh, the rest of the season.
10: Let's go next to Sam Millinger. Go ahead, Sam.
13: Hey, uh, Patrick, um, I, I know you want to throw it every down, right? But um, at the end
11: there, those last two plays, uh, a lot of teams would have just run the ball, right, to melt some clock. What is your mind like in those situations, just sort of risk-reward balance um, when, when you know you've got to keep the clock
5: going?
12: Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's a lot of trust Coach uh, uh, puts in me uh, to, to make the right decision. Um, you can see that I'm trying to get the ball in my hands quickly, get it to the guys, and let them make plays in space. Um, and another thing, I mean, they have a they have a really good defense, especially against the run, and so uh, – they get a lot of they're getting a lot of penetration up front, and I'm trying to get to our playmakers in space and, and let guys make plays.
10: Next is Sam McDowell. Good, Sam. Hey Patrick, you touched on this
11: a little bit, but how much do you feel like Travis's success this season, but also Tyreek's success on the other knee stuff kind of opened up what you saw today up top?
12: Yeah, I think it's just, it's just taking what's there. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, you've seen how teams played us these last few weeks, and they're they're playing very far back. Um, and we we were able to find ways to move the ball down the field and score that way. And then this week, uh, especially at the beginning of the game, they were playing. They kind of came up and played played tighter and played up close. And uh, we were able to hit some shots downfield. And uh, that's just the maturity of of this offense uh, as a whole of knowing how to run their routes based off the coverages that they're that they're getting, and and then I'll try to get them the ball and let them make plays. Let's go next to Darren Smith. Go Darren.
2: Hey Patrick, uh, first of all, congratulations on the win and the, and, uh, the great stash that you put up today. But uh, I'm kind of curious uh, with the offense and some of the play calling in the first first half. It looked like you all may have been a little t- too cute by half with some of the design players. I know you talked about uh, the play with Travis Kelsey towards the towards the uh, towards the end zone, but you know h- how concerning is it to where? I guess from the outside looking in, it looks like you all should have been up maybe twenty eight to zero before the Bucks scored and then it ended up being a one possession game towards the very end and then I have a follow up, Brad.
12: Yeah, well I mean that just comes down to execution. I mean we had the the play with Travis designed and, and ran the the way we wanted it it to be ran and we had the options and the availability that we wanted and, and uh uh, we've ran plays like that all year long. We're we're doing different motions and different type of stuff like that and they've worked out. And when you when you play a good defense and you don't execute in the red zone and you get field goals instead of touchdowns, the game stays closer than you want it to be. Um and so uh that's just about execution and us just uh making sure that we execute whenever we get our opportunities.
2: And also this is your first time playing in Tampa Bay. Did you did you feel like you got used to it enough that you could come back and do the same thing again in February?
12: Man, I hope so. I mean, uh, it's uh, it was hot. It was definitely hot early uh, when the sun was out. But once that sun went down, I felt like I was back in Texas. And uh, uh, it, it was pretty uh, nice to, to get this weather. But uh, just like that, I'm, I'm ready to get back to Kansas City and get a cold one this next week. We'll
10: go to Mike Jones for the last one. Go ahead, Mike.
6: This is supposed to be kind of like build as a Super Bowl preview. If you guys come out get the win like this, what does it do for your confidence uh, or
5: just for if you guys see them again in the postseason?
12: Yeah, I mean, you get a familiar a familiarity uh, with the stadium, with the process of going to the hotel in the city. Um, and, and that's definitely something that eases your mind when you try to get to the Super Bowl. If you, you know, you've been in this place before and you understand what it, what what kind of the pregame and stuff like that happens. And then to be the good football team, that's a really good football team with a lot of talented players. Um, and so we, we played well enough to win. I still think there's. There was times offensively we could have been better in the second half and in the red zone we talked about. And then and then defensively, they're going to want to try to continue to get better and better each and every week. And uh, that's, the, that's the great thing about football and the NFL is you build and build and try to execute and be the best at the end of the season.
3: There you go. Patrick Mahomes had his second-best passing day ever, 462 yards. He had 478 against the uh, Rams in that 54-51 to loss the year that he got the MVP, but unbelievable stuff from the chiefs nine street wins on the road. Patrick Mahomes goes to 24 on the road. Chiefs continue to win uh, anywhere, both at home and on the road. One, one loss in like the last 386 days. It's been an unbelievable stretch for the chiefs. Thanks to Pete Sweeney, the editor in chief of pride.com for joining us as he does each and every chiefs game. And of course, sideline reporter, Josh Klingler that joins us each week as well. Big thanks to Kramer Sansone for producing the operation. Enjoyed it today, folks. We'll see you after the Denver game, Sunday night football, unless it's flex. But anyway, look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thanks for listening. As always, thanks for texting and your calls. We'll see you guys later.